I have on with me none other than my friend. And hey, let me tell you something. He's our captain as far as following this campaign. One of the reasons, Daryl, I don't know if I ever told you this, Pastor, but one of the reasons why I decided to throw in with Donald John Trump was because of you. I, I, I know that you're a man who was real, had to be real. I, I know what, you know, I know what you, what, I know your life story. I know how you, how you've lived and how everything. I know what has brought you to where you are. And I know that you're for real. I know that you're not a frivolous man. And you are the reason why I jumped in with both feet. So thank you so much for your leadership. And thank you for uh, uh, guiding us in the way that you have. How's everything? How's the campaign going? Everything's going um, great right now. I think we're in better shape. First of all, thank you for having me on. And thank you for the compliment that you just gave me. Uh, I think it's a Michelle is breaking up. Mm-hmm. To be quite honest, I, I, I'm, I'm more optimistic now than I was in 2016, even though I was very, very optimistic then. When the president won, I was amazed but not surprised. And I expect to replicate that emotion again on this Tuesday. We're in, we're in a better position than we were then. And I really think the odds are stacked against us more now than they were then. But uh, I think we will prevail. Pastor, I know that you're asked this all the time, but a lot of people don't believe that it can possibly be true. Is the black vote going to be a, a, a surprise on Election Day? Have we done the job that, that we, we have set the course to do in moving a significant percentage of the black vote? And what has the president done that may have driven that? Talk to us. Well, let me preface that by saying this. We surprised everyone when we um, were able to obtain 8% of the black vote in 2016 because, you know, at one time we were polling at supposedly 0%. I remember being on uh, MSNBC with Tamron Hall and and and, and, and she um, was you know, throwing that 0% number in my face. And I told her, I said, there's a large amount of black people that are going to vote for Trump. They just don't want the drama. They don't want the smoke that goes with it. And I coined a term for them, which was the NCOG Negroes. (laughs) (laughs) Now, let me say this. I think the 8% that we were able to uh, obtain in 2016, I think that base number is secure. I really don't think we've lost any of the 8% because President Trump, basically, to the black community, he under-promised and over-performed. There were no specific promises made to the black community other than, give me a shot, what do you have to lose? And he's over-performed. And because of the track record that he now has, because you know this, uh, 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 Dr. Bryant, back in 2016, we were selling a vision. We were selling a dream. We were pointing to the future, and we were saying, listen, give the man a shot, and this is what he will do. But now our job is easier because we have some deliverables that we can point at and say, hey, we have criminal justice reform. We have prison reform. We had historic levels of funding for HBCUs. We had historic low levels of unemployment for the black community prior to the pandemic. Uh, We had opportunity zones. We have an urban revitalization aggressive plan. We have some ceremonial um, uh, initiatives as well, such as designating Martin Luther King Jr.'s uh, childhood home as a national landmark and pardoning the first 
black heavyweight champion posthumously in Jack Johnson. And so we have some things to point to to dispel those racist narrators that they tried to uh, levy against the president. And so I think our 8% base is solid and that we're going to build on that. I wouldn't be surprised if we doubled it, and I'm actually optimistic that we might be able to triple it. Well, and we can go into the 20% range. One with Pastor Dr. Daryl Scott, advisor to the President of the United States. I'm really happy to have him on the C.L. Bryant Show here today with us. Daryl, have we done enough, do you think, to finally have, after this election, after we get uh, DJT reelected, after we get DJT reelected, and by the way, uh, on the uh, Black Voices for Trump advisory board, let me say this. Uh, I want to give them kudos because let me tell you, the black voice for Trump has been everywhere trying to spread the message. And, and Reverend, the, 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 the question that I have is this. Have we done enough to finally be able as conservatives, as black Republicans, people who have a differing point of view from what we have normally been expected to have? Have we finally set a course where we can talk at least to those instead of uh, being shouted down as Uncle Tom's and so forth, or sellouts. Have, are we beginning to chip away at that type of narrative? Talk to us. <laughs> yes, we have, and I'll use myself as an example. I used to wake up every day to Uncle Tom cool sellout, and I don't get that much anymore. You know, if you don't want to believe in a person for the words that they speak, then you have to believe in that person for the works that they do or they've done. And because of the positive accomplishments and works of uh, this administration, uh, we're able to help dispel that narrative. People are saying, oh, wow, uh, you, we, you weren't a coon. You weren't a sucker. You weren't a seller. You saw something that I didn't see back then. I get that a lot. You saw it. I didn't see it. I'm glad you saw it. I'm glad you guys saw it. I'm glad all of you saw it because we're all reaping a harvest from it. The one complaint I would have, if any was, and this was a complaint that I have all the time, and it's not the president, but it's actually the White House, and my complaint is that the White House does not do enough to message. We need to message, you know, we have black voices, but they're with the campaign, they're not with the White House. The White House needs to do more in messaging these accomplishments. I say that because there's so many things he did during the course of the administration that as I began to share them with people, they knew nothing about it. Right. When, you know, even now, right. I was just sharing the platinum plan with someone recently, and they knew nothing about it. Right. There's a guy that I know, and I, some months back, he and I were actually at a gym together. I was watching that our kids were playing basketball. And, you know, he had to bring up the subject of President Trump. Now, this is a guy that's an HBCU alumnus, mm-hmm. alumni. Mm-hmm. And his kids both go to HBCUs. And when I told him about the historic levels of funding the president had given to the HBCUs, he didn't believe me. I had to pull it up on Google and let him read it. You kidding me? He looked at me and said, why don't I know about this? Because when I say he's an HBCU man, that's what he is. I mean, he has the HBCU license plates and he wears an (laughs) HBCU sweatshirt. And I said, well, where are you getting your information from? I said, if all you're watching is CNN and MSNBC, they're not going to share this information with you. But I really think that Things that he has done, you know, we're messaging it to the best of our ability, black voices, but there's no louder voice than the White House itself. And I just, and this is a conversation I've had with the comms department. I said, y'all need to get, y'all need to start messaging more 
Because if you do, it'll make our jobs easier. You know, Reverend, I've asked everyone on this show, from Sean Hannity to you name them, Judge Janine Pirro, who you name them, uh, this question. I, I don't believe I've ever asked you this, but I, I need to ask you this. Uh, you know, Reverend, at some point in time, you know, you and I, we're going to hang up our spurs and we're going to be doing, uh, looking into the sunset and rocking in our chairs and uh, thanking God that we've lived the life that we've been able to live. Legacy. Tell us about uh, uh, legacy, uh, Pastor Scott, take a, a couple of minutes and tell us about legacy. What do you want us to remember about Daryl Scott? You know what? In, in my book that I wrote, Nothing to Lose, Unlikely Allies in the Struggle for a Better Black America, in my concluding pages, the one thing I did say regarding my legacy is this. You know, I'm going to be honest, and I say this to my business partner, Kareem Lanier, a lot. I said a lot of the stuff that we do and we've done, it won't show up in the history books. But we'll know we did it. And as far as legacy for me is, I want my grandchildren and I want my unborn grandchildren, the ones that I'll never know, to be able to look back and say their grandfather participated in something historic in this country and that their grandfather, you know, that they're proud of me. That's that's more of a concern to me. You know, the American public is going to have their, their pros and their cons about it. I get a degree of self-satisfaction. One day, I was with Corey Lewandowski, and he actually said to my grandchildren, he said, you guys don't realize it now, but maybe 30, 40 years from now, you'll look back and say, your grandfather participated in something historic. Wow. And I guess that's, that. you know, when Corey said that, you know, he and I were having one of those moments. It was 3 o'clock in the morning. Nobody, Everybody was gone, but I was there with my grandkids, and we were in the lobby, and he said that. He said, you you don't you don't appreciate it now, and so I just hope and pray that. And this goes for you as well. I want history to be kinder to us than the president is, than the present is. I think history is going to be kinder to Donald Trump than the present is. And as far as legacy is concerned, they don't understand we weren't grifters, we weren't coons, we weren't sellouts, we weren't suck ups. We saw something that other people didn't see, and we did something that other people didn't do. Reverend, God we bless you. We were trailblazers, trendsetters, and visionaries. Continue to fight the good fight, uh, Pastor Daryl Scott. I, I just can't. We we can't end it on a better note than you bringing it home, uh, Pastor. The way you just brought that home. Uh, con- uh, continue to fight the good fight, Pastor. As God I said, God bless you, man. Thank you, God bless me. you. Uh, thank you so much for being on. That was Pastor Daryl Scott, advisor to the President of the United States and friend of the show, friend of ours, friend of mine.